0: This is episode number 116 of The Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, myself and Fox talk with Grant Norsworthy of More Than Music Mentor, which is a uh, really cool resource. You're going to see more from Grant as he's coming on as a contributor for the site over at thechurchcollective.com. So we're going to jump straight in with episode number 116 of The Church Collective Podcast.
1: Well, day. My name's Grant Norsworthy. I, uh, I'm speaking with a southern accent, I guess, a southern hemisphere accent, because I was born in Melbourne, Australia. But I relocated to Nashville, Tennessee in 2002 with a band called the Paul Coleman Trio, PC3 short. And we enjoyed a little bit of success for a while uh, on Essential Records with a couple of albums coming out. And uh, when that band broke up, I I found myself wanting to stay in the United States with my wife, Brooke, and uh, be involved in music uh, that hopefully continued to glorify God and lift him up. And I wanted to do that professionally, as the Paul Coleman Trio had before that. And I found myself playing bass guitar in Sonic Flood, which was a a wonderful opportunity. And I spent a bit over three years playing bass guitar with them. Uh, And then when my time with that band finished in very late 2007, I decided that uh, as much as I love playing the bass guitar and, and obviously everyone understands that the bass notes and the bass guitar is the coolest of all instruments.
2: Obviously.
1: Um, Yeah. But, uh, I decided that I could actually be more effective as a speaker, and so I launched myself as just Grant Northworthy, a speaker and a musician, not a not a singer who talks too much, but instead a speaker who was capable of, of speaking of, of singing songs. You know, so I grabbed a guitar, got a good capo, learned to play in the key of G, and uh, just launched, my, launched myself out there. And one of the things I was speaking about was uh, helping the church, I guess, um, utilise music. Uh, more effectively but also helping us to understand the the deeper and the wider the bigger meaning of the word worship what it means to worship god in particular so they were two uh topics that i love speaking about and teaching about and singing about as well um which brought me to a point of uh just earlier this year 2016 launching more than music mentor which is this this organization i guess that uh Gives a banner, gives a name to that aspect of what I'm doing. I call it equipping for artistic excellence and authentic worship. There's those two aspects of it. You know, there's the there's the there's the music of it, the creative, uh, artistic side of it, and that comes right down to you know how do we play better, how do we sing better, what songs do we choose, what's a sound check. But the other side of it is, but hey, let's let's understand the enormity of what it means to sing praises to God as an expression of worship. But also let's point to Romans 12.1 that reminds us to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice as an expression of worship. This this idea of 24-7, 365 and 366 on a leap year worship. Yeah, so through More Than Music Mentor, and you can find that at morethemusicmentor.com There's a whole lot of free video resources and blog posts, and I provide this uh, online training. Uh, there's also remote coach uh, which is me coaching musicians from a church team anywhere around the world. And uh, I also do quite a bit of on-site training as well, visiting churches and visiting, visiting conferences and, and doing some of this more than music mentor work. So, yeah, that's that's kind of it. As, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry if that's long-winded, but that's about as brief as I can make it.
2: Yeah, that's great. What, uh, what do, you, do people who visit your website, what do they get a glimpse of? Well, hopefully
1: they're seeing uh, my passion to instruct the art of the worshipping musician, but also my passion to uh, exhort the heart of the worshipping musician. If you're not following my accent, I'm saying the art and the heart. (laughs) My bad American accent attempt. But uh, yeah, you know, it's what we do as musicians only really makes sense when we understand why we're doing it. You know, we who are involved in church music so easily and I know I've been there too, you know, and I still fall into this. You know, I get so involved in, well, what am I going to play? What keys is it going to be in? What's the song? How's it go? You know, I get so consumed by all that. What time's the service start um, that we forget why? You know, why do we utilize music for this gathering of believers? And we need to allow the what to flow out of the why because the why is far more important. In fact, the why makes the what's make more sense. So hopefully people go to uh, More Than Music Mentored dot com, well, they'll get an idea of that. This uh, this passion and and the fact that I'm a resource to help church musicians, no matter what level, no matter what denomination, no matter how experienced, uh, no matter what their preferred style, just just to help them with the why and also the what of uh, sacred music.
2: That's awesome. Uh, do you do any uh, in person training or lessons or anything like that, or is it just video based on your website?
1: Absolutely. I'm, I'm very often traveling to to particular churches or clusters of churches to do what I call a more than music workshop or a more than music conference or a more than music devotional. Uh, I often end up just dropping in on a Thursday night to a band's rehearsal time and just either giving them some, uh, very specific training about how to prepare for Sunday more effectively. Um, some that's, sometimes that's around Nashville as well, but, uh, I'm also doing just mentorship as well, like just spending time with younger artists, younger musicians, whether they're on staff of a church, whether they're aspiring, you know, Christian artists where, where, where faith and creativity collide. I, uh, I love spending time with especially younger musicians, hopefully sharing a little bit of uh, a, a few of the stories behind some of my scars, but also some of my joys. And uh, yeah, encouraging them to to follow Jesus with more intentionality, but also to allow their their artistic expressions to show the worth or worship God in every way.
0: Yeah, I'd love to I'd love to know. Like, if, as you're visiting and talking with so many different churches, um, wh- is there like a, a prevalent theme maybe over the past six months or so? Do you feel like maybe there's like this, like if you could pick one thing, is there one thing that seems to be popping up everywhere you go?
1: well uh there's probably two things I'd mention uh, on, on on the part of the what is often called a worship pastor or the creative arts pastor the person who's responsible for pulling together the music every week those people who are usually on staff or bi vocational maybe they're volunteers but a lot of them are feeling really worn out <laughs> really stressed out and yeah. uh, and there's that side of it and I think there's, there's available uh, oasis for people who are in that situation. And that oasis is Jesus himself, more of him and less of me. Uh, but on behalf of the, the teams of musicians and singers and technicians, it's, it's that being consumed with the what and forgetting the why of what we're doing with, uh, with music and the, and the gathering and the, and the Christian church. Uh, yeah. So those are the two prevailing things I would say.
2: You're talking about um, like musicians focusing on having the right gear, having the right pedals, getting that right tone, and being so having their their head wrapped around uh, the technique and the technicality of everything that goes into playing the music that they forget what they're doing and why they're doing it in the first place. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah. Yeah, lose sight of why we're doing it because, um, you know, an electric guitarist who has their amp too loud, if you explain to them the, the big why of having an electric guitar at all in this setting during a church service that we're here to, to invite a group of people to uh, sing a song with us that is actually a prayer to God, that is actually declaring a truth from Scripture, that is actually uh, praising God with some intentionality, and and your amp volume is too loud to facilitate that well, um, if they understand that why and can grab onto it, then turning the amp down a little bit is no problem. But if it's about having my great tone, if I've got to have this tone to satisfy my itch to be a great electric guitarist, like I've seen other electric guitarists on those YouTube videos or at that live concert I went to, then you've got a problem. So, uh, so yeah, we we can get so so consumed with the with the what, and you know, one of the one of the indicators of that, in my opinion at least, is there's a great deal of confusion in church musicians about whether we are performing a concert for the people in the comfortable seats. Or whether we're directing that group of people to recognise God more more clearly, uh, yeah. So there's lots of decisions that are made by the musicians that show that the the what of actually getting to play music the way we want to is more important than helping these people sing a prayer to God.
2: Sure. What would you say to the worship leader that you described a few minutes ago who is burnt out, who is stressed out, who is struggling, who uh, is having a hard time dealing with the the tempo and the pace of uh, worship leading, worship ministry? Um, that, you said that that oasis is Jesus. Can you describe or, or walk through the process of helping that worship leader find that oasis and get away to that place?
1: Well, we're talking about uh, some enormous and mysterious <laughs> things of, of faith and of, of the heart and spirit and God. So there's not a, well, all you need to do is step one, step two, step three. There you go. You know, it's not going to be like that. Um, what you're talking about there is, is something where there'd have to be in a relationship and uh, some good time to talk through th- things. But all I can really do is share my own life and share when I say my own life I hope what's evident is uh, is that that I am filled with with the Holy Spirit and God flows through the cracks in my humanity and uh, I could share my own story of uh, discovering a, a CS Lewis quote that I describe as my least favorite CS Lewis quote that helped me when I was feeling in, in that same desperate And uh, C.S. Lewis writes to us that every poet, artist and musician but for grace is drawn away from the thing he tells about to the love of the telling until down in deep hell he cannot be interested in God at all but only in what he says about him. And that's kind of 1940s style C.S. Lewis. English. So I'm going to paraphrase in the first person in the hope that it helps our listeners make more sense of it. I believe C.S. Lewis is asking me to say this about myself. I grant Norsworthy, the speaker, the musician, apart from God's grace, I'm so easily fooled. I can trick myself that I, to think that I'm falling more and more in love with God when actually I'm falling more and more in love with what I do for God. And I can't tell the difference. Uh, It's a sure path to hell. And uh, so Oswald Chambers puts it a slightly different way. He says, avoid any work that uh, causes you to focus less on Jesus. Many Christian workers worship their work. So my encouragement to anyone who's in that situation is to fall more deeply in love with Jesus, to surrender more completely to him. And that might mean uh, removing some things from your weekly program. It might mean simplifying a few things. Uh, And I'm not saying try harder, read your Bible more and more and more, although that could be a good thing. Pray longer, although that might be a good thing. I'm talking about swimming more deeply into the mystery of salvation through the cross of Christ. And there is... There is uh, a promise that our lives will be tough if we follow Jesus by carrying our own cross, but he will carry that burden for us. Mm. If we are getting exhausted, if we are, if we are being crushed under the weight of our responsibilities to check all the what boxes, then we need to swim more deeply into the mysterious why uh, to surrender more completely to Jesus. And that can look very different from one person to the other. There's not one size fits all that that's my encouragement to myself. You know, like, if we are, if we are feeling weighed down with all this, then it's a, a, evidence to me that we uh, need more of Jesus and less of self.
2: That's great. Uh, is that, is that our are, are, are themes like that and um, uh, sort of like help navigating that on your more than music mentor website?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, And I've chosen quite intentionally to focus more simply because that's pretty heavy stuff right there, you know, like that's about as heavy as it gets. Um, So I do tend to lead with things like, hey, I've got a few, uh, a few ideas about how you could help your congregation to engage more deeply, help your band to sound better, you know, help your Mm -hmm. tech team feel more uh, part of the team. Help communication happen better. Help people feel more engaged, and they can be very, very practical things. But you, you don't have to swim very deeply into that. You know these practical things about how to ch- how to choose a good key, how to keep the band in good time. You know how to all that sort of practical stuff to find the the heartbeat of what I'm talking about, which is which what is what I've alluded to there. You know this. Well, why are we doing this? Well, because God is God, and He deserves to be praised. You know He He is. The Almighty, and we should be presenting excellence as far as we are able uh, for His glory. You know, so yeah, you see a lot of the practical stuff leading with that. And to be honest, just between you, me, and our podcast listeners, not many people in the church think they need more Jesus. <laughs> they might know it in a, they might say that in a very general sense, but got no real desperate ache for more of God's grace and who He is. Sure. We, but we know we want the band to sound better,
2: <laughs> right? You
1: know, we, we know we want the the congregation to feel like that was great. I want to be here next week. So I, I present what I know the church knows they want, and hopefully uh, find from that platform opportunity to share that we all need to surrender more completely to Jesus.
2: Yeah. That's awesome, Ryan. You have anything else?
0: Man, no. That's just that's some heavy stuff. Um, yeah. I think I mean maybe maybe the question could be, so you said you know a lot of the Oswald Chambers stuff, the C.E.O. Lewis stuff. Maybe somebody's convicted that's listening to this. Do you have any next steps for them? Like, how can they pull themselves out of that performance mindset? How can they, you know, it's not going to be perfect tomorrow, but like, what what would what could they do today to somehow start to get their head up above the the weekly grind of worship ministry?
1: God. See, once again, it's not the step one, two, three, but, uh, <laughs> you know, what I, what I found really helpful for, for me, you know, for someone who is resonating with, with any of this stuff that we're talking about here, about feeling so weighed down and so burdened with, uh, this, this weekly grind responsibility involved in church music and what we call, quote unquote, worship ministry, That's true. um, I found it hugely helpful to take that C.S. Lewis quote, and you can find a little video about that on my YouTube channel. Uh, you know, that C.S. Lewis quote that's, that you could probably find online as well, it's in The Great Divorce. It starts with every poet, artist, and musician, but for grace. And write that for yourself in the first person. Read what C.S. Lewis writes there. You can find it on morethemusicmentor.com. Write it in the first person. Write, I... And feel that statement of truth go more deeply. I need more of God's grace. My only hope here is more of who God is. It's not me working hard. I don't want to be like one of those people who's going to be found out and saying, "Lord, Lord, look at all the stuff I did for you.
2: Look how many music
1: uh, services I ran for you. Look how many people sang to you because of me." Mm-hmm. We don't want to be those people. We just we just need to be identified more deeply with Jesus and what that. Like for each individual, especially if I haven't met them. I can't I can't say but I would encourage you to to uh, Take that C.S. Lewis quote and write it in the first person meditate on it read it aloud share it with somebody share it with your pastor share it with someone that you trust and uh, you know confess you know this this idea of confessing our sins to one another has fallen very very poorly out of vogue in the in the 2016 Christian Church but it's an essential part to us growing for growing and moving forward. Um Yeah. So that that'd be my advice. Go to more the musicmentor.com, find the find the quotes or the video about the CS Lewis stuff. Sure. On my YouTube channel. Yeah, we we'll and put, a, uh, put
0: it in the first person. Cool. We'll make sure to put a link to that part on the show notes too for this podcast episode.
2: Great. I think that uh to To wrap it up here, Grant, I just want to bring it back to the heart of more Than music mentor and how it can benefit benefit um, the people who who visit it. What um, it sounds like like it like it's it's designed to help everybody. Um, what will, for instance, what would a guitar player benefit? What, what, what will a guitarist get out of visiting more than music mentor? What would a, a drummer or a worship leader get out of visiting uh, more than music mentor? What kind of re- yeah, I think, I think what away, resources are it depends there? How, it
1: depends it how deep, well, it depends how deep an individual wants to dig, you know, but uh, a, a guitarist could come away with uh, some good advice about setting volume levels or how the difference between playing electric guitar and an acoustic guitar. There's a very different approach there. That's important there. So there's, there's going to be a, a wealth of really practical uh, tips, but if they dig a little more deeply, they're going to find, find out things about, Oh, that's right. I'm doing church music because, and they'll, they'll have, find some answers to the why's. And I think that's, that's for everybody. But I think you'll also recognise that it's a lot of fun. You know, this, this music stuff is a beautiful thing. It's a gift. And, you know, if as fun as music is, and as much as I enjoy playing and playing well with other people who play well and sing well and mix well. There's a higher joy with music. If you, if you love music so much that you're, you're playing in churches on a Sunday morning and you go to websites like morethemusicmentor.com to improve yourself, taste the higher joy of utilizing what God has given you to help a group of people connect more intimately, more deeply with the creator of the universe. It is overwhelming and wonderful, and it's more fun than playing a great lead break with a tone that you think is wonderful. You know, it's so much more fun to play the music that facilitates connection, vertical and horizontal, than to play what I want the way I want to.
0: That is it for this week's episode. As always, if you could head over to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review if you haven't done it yet. It really helps us become more visible to more worship leaders over there. And if you haven't connected with us through the contact button on the site, head over to thechurchcollective.com, hit that contact button, sign up for our email newsletter, and we would love to get you plugged into the community or maybe potentially have you be a contributor or let you know about our conferences coming up. And there's just so many great ways to get plugged in. Uh, We would love to connect with you and connect you with others. God bless you today.